This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Digital citizen. My name is Fro, and with me I have Luke. Woo-hoo. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Merry late Christmas. Woo-hoo. Well, I guess we kind of said Merry Christmas on the election special. If everybody heard that. Yeah, uh, I was just going to start. Hey, if you if you think we don't talk enough about the election coverage thing. Today in this episode, you have one and a half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're just talking that. <laughs> we we don't even mention cats. I woke up this morning, uh, speaking of the election, uh, to see an article from Politico saying uh, Democratic insiders say Bernie could win the nomination, and these are like. Mm. Uh, insiders in the sense that one of them's David Brock, a longtime Hillary Clinton ally, uh, that is saying wow. Sanders has a good chance to win. Uh, yeah, I think what this article, from what I read in it, it's looking like uh, they've kind of gone. Uh, he's our only hope. <laughs> we gotta have to help him because right. if we don't, we're screwed. I think is what they're realizing slowly but surely. I mean, I'm more ho- I'm more hopeful now than I was last time, and I was pretty hopeful last time. So right, we'll see what happens uh, once we get into the actual uh, primaries, which is coming up really soon. Uh, right. Let's talk about the debate, though, coming up in what uh, January? Debate scheduled for January fourteenth. Yeah, early. In our election special, we had, you had asked me what is the threshold, remember that, for how how to get right. into the debate? It says here in this article, uh, the Democrats are ratcheting up criteria for making the January debate. Uh, it says you must receive 5% or more in at least four different polls, which may be national or state polls. Um, that's up fr- from 4% uh, in December's uh, debate. Uh, so it's gone up in a, a percentage. 
you must receive at least 225,000 total donors with at least a thousand donors in at least 20 states that's up from 200,000 so see each of these debates they've been raising it uh, steadily and so this one we could even see less people in this debate than last time which I'm fine with I'm okay with that I mean uh, the perfect amount would be around five I mean, right now, the perfect amount would probably be three, because those are the only... There's only three viable candidates up there, really. Well, well, I agree on that, but... Sadly, we can't have Gabbert, uh, Sanders, and Warren on the same stage just at the same time. Well, I wasn't even considering Tulsi, but yeah, sure. I mean, she, I, 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 know, I like Tulsi, I know, but I know that. she's not polling great. I, but I, I, I know it was kind of a joke, right? But yeah, it, it's like <laughs> it's like uh, if if I if I could pick three, I won't do it on that stage. I'm 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 pretty sure that would be my top three. I wouldn't mind Yang up there as well, uh, but he's also I mean he's polling better than Gabbard, but sure. Mm. Right, uh, but like so vi viability wise, I think. With, with, sorry. Yeah. No, would you switch him up with Mike Abbott? I think so, probably. Just because of the polling, and he's kind of got a uh, different side, com uh, coming from a different side of things, it seems like. So it would just be interesting yeah. for the conversation. Uh, if you know what I mean. Like, the three different people have different right. sides. And then as far as Joe yeah. goes, I mean, he might be polling well, but viability is, is zero. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> I have no clue what you mean. Whatever. No, but it's 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 true though. It's like, uh, of course, we talked politics because it's Christmas, um, and we were outside sitting and talking and drinking some beer and some uh, wine uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, that is the 24th for me, by the way. Right. So if I say Christmas, that's a different <laughs> time. Than, Why is it the 24th? American Christmas. Um, it's always been like that in the Nordic countries. Right. Uh, it's Norway, Finland, Sweden. I think we talked about it when we talked about Christmas. I don't remember. So it's the answer is clearly antic Nordic time machines that went back a day and then decided that was when right. Christmas was going to be. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's it's just been like that forever. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, uh, and we were of course talking politics, and I said like, the, I I I like I said to you right now. I'd never been this hopeful and so scared at the same time. I mean, I, I, I feel that, and this is maybe going to su surprise some people that I'm going to say this, but I would rather have Hillary Clinton than Joe Biden as president. Okay. <laughs> Even if Joe Biden became the nominee, I don't think he's going to beat Trump is the thing, so. No, no, I don't think that either. But if I had to pick between those as presidents, 
I had to pick if I had to pick like cholera or pest, I would probably kick pick cholera. Just because. Sure. Okay. I it'd be a toss up for me, I guess. I I'd I'd have to really yeah. think about it, I suppose, but I feel like they're they're the two heads of the same hydra, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But uh, according to a man that drinks tea in a leather jacket, Sanders is is uh, down going down now. So I listen to him. So yeah, we'll get into uh, some of the great polls uh, in the TV round. Actually, <laughs> um... he listens to one fucking company. Guess what company that is? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, we will talk about it last. There is something we do agree with that guy on, and that's Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) True, true, true. He he has some good uh, conspiracy theories, uh, as people call it. Is it a conspiracy conspiracy theory when it makes the most sense? When does I, we, I think we already had this discussion, but yes, it's still a conspiracy theory. Okay. Yeah. But w- when does it stop stop being a conspiracy theory and just being uh, like, yeah, he was fucking killed? Uh, when you prove there was a conspiracy to kill him, <laughs> then it's no longer a theory. Okay. Right? <laughs> that makes sense to me. Right. Uh, I guess so. But yeah, this video of Jeffrey Epstein, tell me about it. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, but federal prosecutors have located the surveillance video showing the area around the cell uh, the day Jeffrey Epstein first attempted to commit suicide. You know, the first time, not the uh, actual time that right. it, it supposedly happened. Uh, the video which right. prosecutors previously said was missing and was being sought by a lawyer, uh, a former police officer accused of four murders, uh, oh right, the guy who, his, uh, the guy who was in his jail cell, the lawyers for this uh, police officer who was accused of four murders, who claims who have, to have saved Epstein's life in July. Uh, so I right. guess those his lawyers were looking for this video. Uh, the prosecutor said it had been lost, but they found it? Uh, they found the surveillance video in uh, early this week. They said the footage was missing. Uh, the prosecutors say it was actually preserved by jail staff as previously requested. Uh, the cellmate for the Westchester County New York police officer, his name is Nicholas... Wow, that's a good name. Tark... Tagatolian? How do you say that? Yeah, Tagatolian, yeah. Tagatolian. Tart... Yes. T- yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> claims yeah. he saved Epstein's life. Uh, Epstein, 66, died later from what authorities ruled was a suicide by hanging in his cell. Uh, he, w- mm-hmm. he was friends with Donald Trump and Bill Clinton and, and was awaiting trial for his alleged sexual abuse of underage girls. Right. So they found this video that was just went missing for some reason, and now they just all of a sudden found it. Yeah. Do you find that a, a little bit uh, 
suspicious? Because I do. Uh, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't really explain what it means to, that it was missing. I'm assume I'm I'm assuming here they're not using VHS tapes and that they just kind of like kicked what? it under the couch. You know what I mean? It, this is all on yeah. computer and everything. So, what you misfiled it on the computer? I mean, I would assume a surveillance system in a prison is fairly advanced. I would assume, right? That I would think the file system that's creating the files for the video are going to organize it itself. It's not you putting it places, right? So how does it go missing is my question. Yeah, would it be more, uh, funny if it was a VHS with right? married Betamax. children or something. Yeah. Betamax, even better, yeah. <laughs> They're just using one of those like uh, mo baby monitors with like the little screen on it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're videotaping it with their phone, like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the perfect answer. But but yeah, no, it's it's just it's a extremely weird co coincidence. And when 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 I hear the word coincidence and Jeffrey Epstein together, I get a little suspicious. So. I'm sorry, but I don't fucking believe it before I see this video. Is that okay? I, I don't know why. It, here's the weird part. If they were hiding it to, like, avoid it coming right. out before when, like, the initial stuff ha happened, like, what would be, what was right. the purpose behind hiding it if they were hiding it? If right. we're going to go c right. total tinfoil hat on this. If they were hiding it, what were they hiding it for? What was the reason? What's on the video that's worth hiding, I guess, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, maybe he wasn't hanged in the proper way. Maybe he didn't try to commit suicide. Maybe he got some help committing suicide. Right. And, oh, uh... Who knows? Or, yeah, who, who knows what happened, exactly. Or maybe something happened before, oh, oh. and then the... That yeah. he was, he somebody else tried to do it to him. Then this police officer guy who was his jail, uh, his right. cellmate, came back and actually did save him. Maybe that's right. what happened. Who knows? Right. Uh, All we need now in this story is a whistleblower, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You would think we would have heard more from that cop guy, but uh, he's not being a whistleblower. <laughs> but there is a whistleblower in the Mormon Church, apparently. Mm. Uh, is his name Frodo by Shane? Uh, I don't. Uh, well, it's anonymous, I believe. Uh, the Mormon, so it could be. Uh, Mormon Church denies misuse of a hundred billion, with a B, in donations. The Mormon Church uh, has defended how it used charitable donations after a former employee claimed that the faith had improperly uh, built a hundred billion investment portfolio using member donations that are supposed to go to charitable causes. Uh, the money came from donations which had been accumulated over 20 years and instead of being distri distributed are reportedly uh, intended for the second coming of Christ. So like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so super, super surprised that nobody that had been in the Mormon church ever Oh, here's the guy's name. Uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints uh, 
as the Mormon Church is officially known, right? We reported on that. Uh, was reported by whistleblower yes. David Nielsen, so that's the guy's name, uh, oh. to the oh. U.S. tax authorities, uh, which was reported Monday. U.S. charities, including religious organizations, are tax-exempt, but Nielsen's complaint says the investment arm of the church uh, should be stripped of its tax-exempt status by the IRS because it has not used the $100 billion on charitable works. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. No, he, he gets my gold medal. I hate that church more than I hate <laughs> Trump, so. Right. Uh, As a former member, I, I have the right to hate that church. There, yeah. The passion. Having a Mormon, uh, I don't think we've ever had a Mormon president. That could probably be worse than Trump. I'm not really sure, though. Uh, or a Jehovah's Witness did. president. <laughs> We almost did have a Mormon president. Oh, yeah, what was his name? Uh, Romney. Romney. Romney, right. Mick, yeah, Mick Romney. Yeah. I forgot about him. Oh, whew, that was scary close, yeah. Thank, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that crying Obama meme. <laughs> thanks, Obama. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like there's a lot of wrong things with Obama's presidency, but uh, getting Mitt Romney not into the presidency is maybe one of the best things that happened. I I've, I think I've told you this story before on the podcast, but we'd, we've done 220 shows, so... But uh, in that uh, election, the Mormon church uh, used more money on a presidency than they have ever done for some strange reason. wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Religion and politics don't go hand in hand at all. Um, whatsoever. Talking yeah. uh, about Obama. Oh, yeah, okay. I was go the one before that. You skipped the story, but we'll do this one. Yeah. Obama oh. is reportedly talking up El Elizabeth Warren with private donors. Uh, Barack Obama hmm. has been privately praising uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, The Hill reported Monday. According to sources familiar with interactions, Obama has been talking up Warren in conversations with donors who are hesitant to support her uh, and her campaign. Uh, because she is critical yeah. of Wall Street and the American billionaire class. Uh, Almost like somebody said that on last week's show when somebody named Fro said, no, 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 no. He, he will never support Warren. <laughs> yeah. Remember? And, and But we, mm. we totally agreed that he... But from what happened in the debate, the media was treating it like he was supporting Warren when we watched the debate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then this comes out saying that uh, mm -hmm. the insiders are saying a longtime ally uh, of Obama told The Hill that Warren checked uh, all the boxes of criteria Obama considered important for a presidential candidate. Um, I think he feels uh, licensed to give her an opinion on... Uh, Oh, give an opinion on her, sorry, because he hired her, a person added. Uh, 
Uh, what he does did? that mean? He hired her? He That's hired what? her. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess that means... Maybe yeah, I don't know. they work together? Was she, was she they must in have... her administration or something? I don't think he was. Or she was, no. But maybe she works with... Was... Maybe she works what? for, like, what's his fund? You know, the thing, the Obama fund or whatever oh, yeah, it's called? Yeah. Maybe she works for oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't say that in here, but I, th I would assume that that's what they're talking about. Um, oh, but don't take me as... Uh, I have, no, might no, have no, no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, privately, Obama has reportedly vowed to speak out against Bernie Sanders if uh, he is on track to becoming the nominee. Support from Obama could be a boom for Warren, uh, who's trailing just behind uh, Booty Judge in the polls for the Iowa caucus. Right. Fucking hell, Booty Judge is doing more too well. Uh, he's still not polling well, but he's polling well in one state, which is the first state, which well, is pretty important because then it'll make him look yes. big. Uh, yes. Right. But we'll talk again about the polls uh, in the TV round. Yes. Another thing that happened yeah, yes. is uh, 200 alum alumni of Obama's campaign and campaigns and administration signed a letter uh, organized by a pair of former senior Obama aides in support of Warren. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this this is 100% real. Uh, and the this goes back to what we talked to Tilly about last week. He doesn't like Joe Biden, does right. he? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not super shocked by that, but... I mean, I'm a little bit in the sense I... that... Uh, they were the best of buddies. Well, that and you would think that if if what Obama wants is to kind of like uh, move on his legacy, like we talked about last week, Joe Biden is right. definitely part of that. Um, so oh, in this, definitely. it seems like maybe he's trying to dins, distance himself from Biden now uh, instead of trying to keep it as part of uh, keep uh, Joe but Biden in, in the fold, I guess. Oh, right, but maybe he has actually watched the fucking debates and went, oh, okay, I can't support this guy. <laughs> and it also makes me a little afraid that maybe Warren is saying things privately that she's not saying things out loud to the public. But who knows? I don't have any... any yeah. yeah. We don't really know that. But no, no I, I said this before. I, I will not be angry if Warren wins. It just depends... It depends. I would, uh, yeah. If she becomes the nominee, I'm 100% voting for her. Uh, I'm right. in the primary. I know I'm voting for Bernie. That's just a given. But right. if she becomes the nominee, I'm not gonna cry about it. Uh, if somebody like a Klobuchar or a Biden, I'm gonna have to do some real thinking. A Biden, especially, I'd have to see who his VP is. And then go yeah. from there, just like I did with Hillary. I was like, saw the VP and went, huh. "Yep, that's not gonna work," <laughs> right? So, uh, is it funny that I don't even remember his name now? <laughs> Tim Kaine, right? Tim Kaine. Oh yeah, yeah. Tim Kaine, the yeah. guy who lost the debate to uh, Mike Pence, the most boring man in the world. Um, right. <laughs> speaking of the government. 
the Pentagon warns military members DNA kits pose a personal and op operational risk. Have you ever taken one of these 23andMeAncestry.com things from? No, no, because I'm uh, 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 my dad uh, has adopted me, uh, and my mom's side is crazy, so I don't really want to know. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I. I I when I first uh, heard about these things, I did. Uh, I would never do it because of the cost, because it's like hundred, a few hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was last time I really looked at it. But the Pentagon is advising members of the military not to use the DNA kit, saying the information collected by fr these private companies could pose a security risk, according to a memo co-signed by the Defense Department. Uh, a growing number of companies like 23andMe and Ancestry sell testing kits that allow buyers to get a DNA profile by sending in a cheek swab or saliva sample. A boom in popularity of such kits has raised ethical and legal issues since the companies have shared this data with law enforcement or even sold it to third parties. There's another reason I don't ever want to do one of these. Uh the defense department and again you know yeah and you, again you know who owns the most share in ancestry.com the mormons oh yeah that's who i definitely want having my dna messing playing around yeah. with my dna uh, <laughs> yeah. the defense department is now expressing its own concerns about the kits uh, exposing sensitive genetic information to outside party poses personal and op operational risks to service service members, the memo memo said, uh, the memo which says that some DNA kit companies have targeted military personnel with specific discounts appears to have been distributed widely within the Defense Department. So uh, this put I I think this goes deeper than just that it it's dangerous for the military because they're the military or whatever because what they. What this is saying is operational in the sense that, like, uh, a foreign government could get a hold of it and use it to, like, manipulate or make some kind of super disease and kill all of our military, right? Or something like that. But I see this as mm -hmm. more like, in general, this is a bad idea, even if you're just a regular person, <laughs> to give th these companies right. your, uh, your inf information and your DNA, everything. I could not agree more. It's just like, like I said, never ever do any like uh, looking into your family things with Ancestry.com and things like that. Because the Mormon Church collects all the data and do baptizing for the dead. And if you think that's a joke, look it fucking up. <coughs> okay. I... I never knew mm -hmm. that, so I would have to look it up. So hopefully that's true. Yeah. Uh, that they baptize people uh, when they're dead? You didn't know that? Really? No, I, I really didn't know that. Oh, okay. No, they did. Uh, uh, talking about somebody that's almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> <Why don't> you <laughs> go they, 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 yes, U.S. presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg said that he's campaign unknowingly used prison workers to call voters on his behalf. 
The billionaire Democrat said he cut ties to the vendor, which operates to call centers in state uh, jails. Mr. Bloomberg said that he learned about the company in use of prison labor only after receiving a call from a reporter. Maybe you should look into it a little, Mr. Bloomberg. Uh, he entered the election in November and is one of the largest ever political ad buys. His campaign use of prison labor was first reported by the new site, The Independent. No. Intercept the intercept. Never mm -hmm. yeah. ever heard of that in my entire life. I know some. Uh, uh, and there's some people I follow on YouTube that write for that paper. That's the only way I know ah, about it. Okay. And uh, confirmed by Mr. Bloomberg in a statement on Tuesday. We do not support this practice, and we are making sure our vendors is more properly with their uh, subcontractors moving forward said uh, the former New York mayor. What a stupid thing. And the f craziest part is this guy's so rich, this he doesn't have to drop out. I think we even, somebody, one of us said, it wasn't me, but one of you two said that last week, that it's just crazy that I, this guy's... I said it last week. Yeah, yeah. that you, he can just keep going. He can, he, this yeah. is like, should kill any candidate uh, using prison labor to <laughs> make... Uh, political calls this should you know mm -hmm. kill any political campaign but this guy's got so much money he can just stick around because he's not polling anything anyway so this is just ridiculous oh yeah no yeah no it's it's uh i i, I said it here in our discussion when we did uh, uh we did uh the debate i said do you think he will be there for a long time because he has so much money. Yeah, it's... Uh, and like you said, they came out and basically just said, we denounced this, we didn't know it was happening. Um, and so, yeah, it's just going to go by, but... Uh, I'm guessing there's reporters out there looking into every other campaign to see if they can find this exact same story anywhere else. So, we'll see if that happens. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, uh, talking about somebody else that uh, really is in the wind now. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's really in the wind lately. Trump, uh, he doesn't like windmills at all, does he? Apparently not. Uh, President Trump lashed out at wind farms on Saturday, claiming that the production of wind turbines causes a large carbon footprint. Okay, uh, during a speech oh. to uh, he, it says <laughs> uh, uh, during a speech to the conservative group Turning Point USA, he told uh, attendees that he never understood the allure of wind power plants, saying, "I never understood wind." Uh, Trump said, "I know windmills very much. I know windmills very much. I've studied it better than anyone. <laughs> I know it very." Ex I know it's very expensive. They are made in China and Germany mostly. Very few made here, almost none. But they are man manufactured. Tremendous. If you are into this, tremendous fumes and gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know we have a world, right? <coughs> so he's saying 
the manufacturing, like the actual making of the wind turbines themselves is, is putting out uh, gases. That's what he's saying. Uh, so the world is right. tiny compared to the universe. So tremendous, tremendous, the amount of fumes and everything. You talk about the carbon footprint, fumes are spewing into the air, right spewing. Whether it is China or Germany, uh, it is it going into the air, he said. Mm. So what do you think about that? Is What he's saying, oh, Trump also claimed during his speech that when... Power plants are responsible for killing birds, including bald eagles. Of course. <laughs> Just paint them a color. <laughs> I, I, is he talking like it's killing birds because of the fumes, or is he saying because they fly into the turbine? Fly into them. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yes. I don't know what I think about... I, I, I'd i have to do some research in how wind turbines are made, but I'm guessing if you're a wind turbine company, it's kind of essential to your product to be able to prove that it's not going to put out a giant footprint, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be a horrible PR thing for a company like that? Wouldn't people? Wouldn't there already be a huge outrage if wind turbine, turbine companies were spewing out... Right, because it would be totally nonsensical. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, I found I found an official article from uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints about baptism for the dead. I sent it to you, and it says Jesus taught that baptism is essential to salvation of all who lived on earth. Many people, however, have died without being baptized. Others were baptized without proper authority. Because God is merciful, he has prepared a way for people to receive a blessing of baptism by performing proxy baptizing in behalf of those who have died. Church members offer these blessings to deceased ancestors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, speaking of so, a church, why don't you go into the next story? Yeah, because there uh, was a celebration of a little kid in Bethlehem this week. Uh, but uh, Banksy, one of my favorite uh, uh, artists, I almost called him something else. Okay. But uh, uh, he's def definitely an artist. <laughs> I was going to say what word I, I was going to say, but uh, Banks is definitely one of my, the most interesting art artists in in newer history. Uh, I think his latest stunt with uh, almost destroying one of his own pictures with a, a grain was one of the most uh, amazing things that had happened. But anyway, uh, Banksy has uh, made an a nativity scene that appears in a Bethlehem hotel. And a manager uh, uh, seen by British artist Banksy has appeared in a hotel in Bethlehem in the West Bank, uh, dubbed Scar of Bethlehem. The work shows Jesus uh, uh, manager by Israel's separation barrier which appears to have been pierced by the, a blast, creating a shape of the star. So, 
uh, in the picture we we see that there's a, a hole in the wall uh, where the start mm-hmm. on instagram the artist said uh the work was a modified <laughs> nativity yeah Israel said the barrier is needed to print terror text Palestine says it's do the divide and grab land the international court of justice called called it illegal so what do you think about this it is seen it's pretty cool oh yeah I like it it's definitely well put together it's very clever with the uh, whatever the explosion creating the North Star um, the nativity scene itself just looks like a standard nativity scene right but it's the right it's the wall behind it and the star that makes it really cool uh, and interesting I suppose and the fact that he actually put it in Bethlehem I think that was kind of yeah. obviously part of the part of the purpose part of the art I definitely agree. It's it's really, really, really cool. Um, do you know what else is kind of cool? What? Being a part of the Illuminati, like you and me, we are the part of the Illuminati. It is Illuminati. pretty fun. Yeah. Yes. As two members of, of the Illuminati, we can tell you it's a fun little club. Yeah, Come free, and join us. Free punch and pie. Every Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Thai court uh, to rule uh, in case linking uh, what? Obsession to uh, Illuminati? What? Uh, Yeah, that's right. Opposition. opposition. Thailand court, uh, constitutional court says it will rule in a set sedation complaint that claims a popular opposition political party is linked to the Illuminati which conspiracy theorists what? say secretly uh, uh, oh secretly seeks world domination uh, the complaint filed in July uh, says charges that the future forward party seeks to overthrow Thailand's constitutional monarchy the new party which won the third highest seat in the March's general election denies this allegation, uh, it could be dissolved if convicted. The the court Mm -hmm. statements made public Sunday said no hearings would be held in the case. Uh, The court already had enough evidence. No date for its ruling was specified, um, but that it had sent the court documents to the defense. So, there... uh, Here, Nathaporn alleged that the resemblance of the party symbol <laughs> to that of the Illuminati symbol showed the hidden purpose, and when its leaders' other behavior is taken into account, it shows they do not trust in conventional thoughts. So, the most fun, fun thing about this story is his name. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Mm, continue. <laughs> I guess, is that the I'm funniest fine. part? Yeah, I guess it kind of is. Uh, yes. Yes. Nathapron, Nathaporn, something like that. Uh, so, because I guess it's an upside down triangle is like the symbol of this party, right? Uh, like a pyramid. Yes. And so they, the they're the opposition party. They're doing well. So now they're being accused of being in the Illuminati. If this court case goes through, 
and they decide they are part of the Illuminati, uh, the party will have to be dissolved for all. Yeah, not not as funny uh, as it sounds like, because uh, uh, this reminds me of a story of uh, in Haiti, I heard many, many years ago, there was this witch that was on, on trial, and uh, they had a frog as a witness, and the frog was quacking, and they said it was one of their children, and right. she was stoned to death, and things like that. So, I mean, I, I, I think this is just an excuse, because they are an opposition party, to get them out of the way, because guess what? I'm going to tell you something very strange. Thailand isn't really a democratic country. Right. Well, they even just said it's got a monarchy. So, yeah. Right. I'm reading well, another article. Uh, Future Forward Sorry. denies all the allegations and says they are intending to hamstring the party, uh, which has angered the arch-royalist establishment, which controversial proposals such as uh, an end to the military conscription. So... Or, you know, a military draft. So this party is against the military uh, draft, uh, like the automatic military draft. So uh, obviously the heads of the country are not down with that. And so, yeah, like Fro said, it's kind of a witch hunt. It is a witch hunt. Of course it is a witch hunt. But it, it's, go would, it's going we, to be huge on the internet if it comes out that these people say they are from the Illuminati, it's going to be, you know what I'm oh, saying? That, right. would, yeah, that would be, yes, but they're not going to be that fucking stupid. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, again, I, I, I'm never ever going to say, oh, I don't think so, and or I think this, or, or I think that ever again, because whenever I, I say that, you... You are right, because you are always right. <laughs> I so, don't know. <laughs> well, nine out of ten times you're, you're right. So, um, Hey, uh, one of my uh, favorite authors, Norwegian authors, uh, killed himself this uh, Christmas. Uh, Tron is going to talk a little about that, and my deepest condolence goes to him and his family, uh, and uh, yeah, Throne is going to talk about how hard Christmas can be in Christmas love. This is Throne with Trump tells the truth. I'm reading this in on Christmas Day. My segment should be something different this day, but I changed it a little. Today, a famous Norwegian writer died. Not of my favorite writers, but he took his own life. At Christmas Day. You don't know how it feels in December. December should be, it is, for you believe yourself to be the best month of the year. Love and joy and peace in the world. Yeah, if you are okay with the rest of the world and your own life, that is good. You think that giving a lot of this love and compassion in December will help 
for the, for the people who suffer the rest of the year. It's the opposite. Once time I worked in a mental clinic, every year we felt the same. November, December, the worst month of them all. There was all those expectations, all those things are going to happen. All those things they didn't have or never had and will never have in their life. It feels good to be appreciated in December. But it is 11 months more of the year. January is often a strange month because it doesn't happen anything. Every, it's like a bit, uh, after a big party, everything is just silent. Every day is just like any other day and the weekend comes and yeah, nothing special, nothing special holidays, no 4th of July, no 17th of May, nothing. So when you come from a big month of love and enjoyment and come to January, it's not fucking fun. I don't know how to tell this, but I don't think people should be like they are in Christmas every year, every day, every year. We shouldn't have more longer Christmas period. But some of the love and appreciation you tell everybody you have in December should also be there the rest of the year. Because people have, have a bad time, have a shitty life, doesn't get a better life in January because you showed love and compassion in December. They won't. Their life is still going on every day. Here's that some people say like suicide is selfish. Well, I can get that point. But showing a lot of love in December and not give a fuck with the rest of the year, that is selfish. Christmas time should not only be where you try to show off your skills in love and compassion. It should also be a time when you sit down and reevaluate yourself. Think about what you do, how you treat other people. It's not very nice. I did not done thinking a lot. I was many years in politics, and some of the things I did was not very nice and not final compassion. I regret it today. I wish I never did it, but I learned maybe some lessons that I can pass on to other people. This is one more week of shit. And the 31st, 31st, 31st sorry, of January, we celebrate the new year. Yes. 11 months that we had to wait for people to show, give a shit and show love and compassion. I'm going to still live after this new year. And, every, and a lot of people who also struggle going to live after this new year's date. I hope not that you should overreact and show us Christmas spirit all year. But you show people respect the rest of the year and compassion the rest of the year. Because you, while your life is going on, so as the rest of our lives to other people. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Thank you, Tron, for taking up this very difficult topic. Uh, for me, Christmas has always been like, uh, like that. Christmas is hard for some people, and I'm, I'm one of those people that thinks Christmas is very, very, very hard. So I'm very grateful for you bringing that topic up, Tron. So thank you a lot. And there's probably a lot of people uh, out there feeling the same way. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's Christmas has always been hard for me. 
Anyway, we have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. We are at podcastadc. At podcastadc. We are a member of Pod All The Time Network. We have just gotten some new members. Are we like 10 members? Podcasts I think or something it, it, like that? It's 11 now, including us, is what I just saw. Oh. So, yep. Nice. Um, yeah, so check those people out. There's a lot of podcasts in that network. We're growing. We're independent little network. So we're grateful of being a member of the Pod All The Time Network. We also have a Facebook group. It is another digital citizen on Facebook. Facebook, if you are on Facebook. Hey, Luke, guess what? What? Jeremy is going to be super, super happy, because guess oh, what? Yeah. We are going to talk about... <laughs> We're going to talk about the first Eurovision country. Eurovision time. Woo-hoo. Uh, Yeah, Albania had their uh, national... Uh, selection festival in Kengis um, uh, or Fink as it is called when people are talk- talking about it. Oh, okay. And the winner was Arlena Aria with Shy. Uh, what did you think about Albania's Aria Aria with Shy? I mean, it, this was very standard Eurovision. Uh, she con- yes. she was kind of dressed like uh, Venom, like she was being attacked by that mm-hmm. symbiote, like black stuff, but uh, in a cool yeah. way, I guess, in a kind of a cool way. Yeah. Lighting was very, yeah. uh, what's a good word for it? Standard, not very exciting. Yeah, she didn't have. She was no. all by herself on the stage, no backup dancers or anything like that. So no, no, wow. she didn't really dance. She stood in one spot the whole time. So. Really not all that exciting, but she's a good singer. The song's yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. putting all those things together, uh, I don't, are we doing? Yeah, we're doing scores, right? Yes. Uh, putting all those things together, I'd probably give her a three. A three, yes. Um, yeah, uh, I think she's a very good so- uh, singer with the wrong song. Uh, I'm a little sad that the first song we're co- we're covering is a fucking ballad because, of course, it is a fucking ballad. Uh, but uh, Arlena has a very interesting voice. I'm not sure if that bodysuit with that uh, thing on her shoulder, uh, a peacock, my dad called it, <laughs> on her shoulder, okay, <laughs> really works. But uh, and uh, like. Like you said, it, it it feels very simplistic, and I don't think they will qualify with this song. Hopefully, if this is if this is the standard of what we're we're getting, we're not getting uh, a lot of good <laughs> good songs this week uh, or, or this year. But I can tell you this, that uh, when she will sing in the Netherlands, she will sing in English. Oh, okay. So, that's always like they do it in Albania. They 
sing it first in Albanian. So it can it can happen that we will revisit Albania when they come out with their English version if we think that's important enough or if I remember. Right. Well, <laughs> if they change, I think it's more important if they change the choreography or anything like that because I mean she's a pretty good singer already, but it's just yeah, yeah everything else around it. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. I give this a four. I'm I'm not very up high either. So we're pretty close to each other. Uh, talking about things that uh, are very outdated and uh, probably shouldn't be around, let's talk about CNN. <laughs> right. Getting into TV, talking about CNN. Uh, CNN. It says here in Truthdig, uh, CNN on Monday reportedly twice displayed a six-week-old poll from Iowa showing Bernie Sanders in fourth place among hopefuls for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination, uh, ignoring the most recent polling showing the Vermont senator climbing in a strong second behind Pete Booty Judge. Uh, CNN, which brands itself as the most trusted name in news, uh, used the CNN Des Moines Register survey from mid-November uh, showing Sanders in fourth place. Uh, mm -hmm. While Real Clear Politics showed the senator with a support of 22 to 21 and in second place. Uh, Sanders, even Sanders' rival Julian Castro uh, was among those who took to Twitter to decry CNN's choice. Uh, here's his tweet. Julian Castro says, uh, if CNN actually aired this poll today, it's unacceptable to use a poll from six weeks ago simply because they paid for it. Uh, publish a timely poll instead. Journalistic integrity should be, shouldn't be sacrificed for corporate interests. So that's from one of the other, uh, can uh candidates. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that CNN's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why why we love it so much here <laughs> on another digital system. I mean, we use it all the time. They're so and reliable. Its, yeah. Yes, and we even have they even have their own fucking song on the show. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> things I have seen uh, uh, the last week. It's not going to be a very long list because I've been gone, but. Uh, Let's start with Survivor, uh, season 38, is it? 38, I think. Oh, yeah. Or is That's it 39? Right. No, it's the 39. 39. Yeah, 39. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Survivor, yes. Uh, I, I do as I do every year. I watch this when it's done. Uh, so I, I forgot it was the finale this week. I just was so busy with Christmas yes. and everything. I need to, yeah, go see this. Yes. Oh, so you don't know who the winner is? No, I don't know what happened yet. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch oh, it after okay. we get done. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it then, because I was going to think, say, what do you, do you think about this person winning? <laughs> but I'm not going to do that then. Okay. <laughs> yes. But what did you think of the season as a whole? And what did you think about the oh, end, I guess, I, without spoiling it? I really like this season. I like the idea of them 
being uh, there being another island where people can come and come for tips and tricks and be challenged and like get uh, like special powers and things like that. It was very, it was a, a good season, I think. Okay, good. Uh, I, I watched the beginning three quarters of it, but I've got a bunch of episodes. But I like binging Survivor more myself as well, where there's certain things I don't really like about Survivor, and I enjoy fast-forwarding them. I I don't really like yes. Tribal Council all that much. It's too long. Yeah, it's a lot of boring yeah. talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of the games are fun. Some of them are crappy, and I just want to fast-forward yeah. through them. Everything else I like about it. I mostly like the strategy and everything else. So, um, okay. I saw a show you recommended to me last week. Don't fuck with cats. I watched the three episodes mm -hmm. of this. Uh, it is very good. I this was the video I was talking about from last week, bro. When I said, "Oh, is it this video with, with the guys in the field?" Uh, and the one I was talking about isn't the first one they show. It's the second one. Where they're in the field. Ah, it's the second one. Where oh, they're okay, in the field okay. and okay. with the gasoline and the cage. That was right. the one I was talking okay. about. And I I had followed this story up until the one guy committed uh, suicide in England, I think it was? Or Scotland? Right. Uh, Scotland, and I, yeah. I, I thought that was the end of it. And then, so... The second oh. two episodes for me were this whole journey of things that, like, I didn't know. Yeah. Right? So it was very interesting for me. Um, I still yeah. wonder about that second video because who was filming it? Right. So they never really addressed that, so I thought it was very strange. But overall, the it was very, uh, very interesting content, but maybe not the best put-together documentary in the sense that it kind of... I don't know. It's not... It's very basic documentary style and some of the recreations they use the yes. people to do the recreations are a little cheesy like maybe what's a, a crime right. uh, crime show on like a real cable access crime show you know what i mean right. uh but the right. content uh and like the story uh is really good so i gave this a seven cool yeah like i said i really love this so I'm going to guess that we'll talk about it a little later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked it. I just, there were certain, uh, yeah. what, what's the production things that were like, okay, I can't really get past that. But uh, the story is amazing. And the ending's pretty fun, the way they wrap the whole thing yeah. up uh, and make you go, uh, I was... they make you really think about, yeah. oh, what, you know. Uh, yep. Yeah, they make you think. I can't really ruin it for anybody. It's like I said, it's a very meta ending. <laughs> very meta. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I, I saw this week is uh, a very independent thing that you probably never heard of. Mr. Robot. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this last yeah, week. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, what the hell was that ending look? <laughs> You didn't get it? No. It was a parallel universe. Ah, okay. Because the I the guy, Jin... Did you ever think about what the machine right. he was trying to create? 
Right. They never really tell right. you what the machine he's trying to create is, but I assumed it was virtual reality space where you could be anything, right? You um, implant your brain into this virtual reality. So I guess the ending was right. tr trying to say uh, it it was another it was a separate reality, separate dimension where Elliot is completely right. the opposite, but that person he right. saw in his apartment was uh, right. just like his father in his head in the other dimension, right? right? So it's, okay. that's what I got from it. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, or what they intended, you know what no, I mean? No, prob probably, probably you're right. But yeah, I, I really, 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 really thought they did a good job. Uh, I would give this season an eight, and <laughs> all over nine and a half. And oh, I mean, since we're isn't. talking pretty soon here about best and worst of 2019, I, this it's not on my list of anything, but we got to give it right. uh, its acclaim because it's the last season and pretty. It was a pretty amazing season, so uh, definitely. Uh, what else? I saw. The Witcher on Netflix. I saw the first two episodes of this. Okay. I ha I had the best fucking joke for that, and you fucking destroyed it because I was so sure that you didn't uh, haven't seen it. So I was going to say after you did yours. Now I was going to say, oh, I've seen the porn version of Game of Thrones. Oh wait, I haven't. I've seen The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go into it then? No, no, come on, just, just tell me about it. Did you see the whole thing, or how many episodes did you see? Yes. I only yes. saw no, two, I saw the whole thing. so you're, you can probably discuss it a little better than me, so I'll just go into it a little bit. Uh, I saw the first two episodes, and the first two episodes are slightly connected? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, I like it when it looks like that. Yes. The girl in the second episode that's like the main focus of the second episode isn't in the first episode right. at all. So, uh, right. if you're if you're expecting, like, at, at least from what I got from it, uh, all the episodes, like, kind of a separate thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't understand what was going on half the time, to be honest. I, they just right. threw you into this world and expected you to be like, I don't know have some knowledge of it is this based off of a book or something like that well it's based off uh, books and a video game yes right okay so th it felt like they just assumed you had the knowledge of these characters yep. and what was this and that yep. and i did not so half the time i'm going what are you talking about what like the end of the first episode was very like you said game of thrones and i went what's going on Right. No, I, I I thought to myself, this is going to be Game of Thrones. Throne Again, uh, I read the books, loved the books, uh, uh, played the last Witcher game. I didn't play the two first, but I liked it. Uh, okay enough, but I have a very love for the books. This is a weird one because I really, 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 really don't understand where the fuck this got greenlit because 
I have read many like reviews online from people and people saying like, oh, it reminds them so much of the book and they think it's so like close to the books and I'm like, have you read the same fucking books? <laughs> like, are, are you sure? Are you sure you have? Like, uh, I, I, I understand. There's elements of this that 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 are from the books. I agree on that definitely. And there are elements there that are it definitely are from the games, because it is filmed very video gamey. Would you agree to that? Uh, especially in the fight scenes. In the oh, first. the fight scenes. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, they use it's a lot very, of pan like, around, pan around slow mo yes. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, like, every time <laughs> I watch this, it reminded me of a cutscene from a mo- from from a game. And so, but. Uh, it's not like it is a continuing storyline through all the episodes, but do I recommend this? Fuck no. Did I have fun with it? Eh. Uh, I would give it a four. It's it's like it's like I I I I can't recommend it. I it, it was okay for me. Uh, I didn't even think you would have been interested in watching two episodes of this, so I'm super shocked that you have seen two two episodes. To be honest, it was one of the only show new shows that came out this week, was, uh, so I checked it yeah. out at least. Uh, and I I'd probably give it a three, I guess. Uh, right. One thing that really bothered me that I didn't mention is the guy's voice, but now that I think about it, it's uh, probably from the video game, right? That his voice sounds like that. Uh-huh. But it's clear mm-hmm. that the actor's voice does not sound like that. And that's a big issue no, because it because. doesn't look like he's t- actually talking. It looks like his v- lips are moving and somebody else is talking. Uh, what else did I see? Mm-hmm. I saw a pilot for a show. It was a preview on the USA on USA. Uh, so this show mm-hmm. doesn't come out till Sunday, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. called Dare Me. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Nope. Never heard of it. It's about cheerleading, Fro, so you're gonna love it. Um. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's a, it's an unflinching... Uh, exploration of vi- volatile female friendships, jealousy, loyalty, and the dynamics oh of power in a midwestern town. And it's, uh, Is... sorry, yeah, it's a, uh, it's got a, a bunch of actors you've never heard of in it, uh, <laughs> pretty much, and it's uh, it's actually kind of interesting, which is the weird part. <laughs> Wow. I know. It, it's about cheerleading, but it's actually more about, like, uh, this small Midwestern town and that this all the companies and factories shut down, so the whole town is poor and everybody's depressed and hates their lives and wants to get out of this horribly crappy town. So it's actually more about, like, U.S. economics and uh, teenage angst, which is very strange. It also goes into uh, politics because one of the dads in the show is like the mayor or something so uh Mm. it goes into 
in this first episode even goes into uh well i guess uh u.s gun policy in a way uh it definitely addresses guns and high school kids in a way so it's trying to be a lot of things all at once but i kind of enjoyed it i i gave it a six for the first episode i don't know i'd recommend seeing it fro maybe and telling me what you think that it's one of those shows okay I'm trying to think of what uh, uh, that cheerleading show uh, was called that I liked. So, <laughs> cheerleading show, you me oh, show or movie? There was Bring It On. No, show. Yeah, well, Bring It On, yes. But the cheerleading show that Tilly made me watch. Hmm. Oh, oh the anyway. Dallas Cowboy yeah. Cheerleaders. Thank you. I remember it. I watched it too. Yeah, I remember right. now. Yes, yes. That's yeah, it's the last share. I would say this is more like bring it on mixed with Friday Night Lights. It's like a mix of those two things. I'm not a big fan of Friday Night Lights, and I have said that many times before. It's an overrated TV show, if you ask me. And movie, I don't like really. I didn't really like either. Uh, either of them, either. Yeah. <laughs> Al Pacino in that movie is. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway. Uh, doll face. Uh, next to last episode, because next week we will do three episodes, because we are watching something else. So, next to last. Oh, right. Uh, so, next week we're going to watch, what, the last four episodes? And cover them all next three week? Three episodes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Seven, oh. Seven, eight, nine, oh, yeah, uh, Four episodes, yes. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, and we'll cover okay. those, and then we're going to cover another show, which we'll tell, talk about next week. Yes. Yes. But let's check out... Dollface, episode six, History Buff, is the name of the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. The big one is coming. Uh, the girls fear a potential major earthquake hitting Los Angeles, while Jules fears uh, a different big one running into her ex with a new girl. Stella rebels against Madison's need to control her friends during an uh, an outing at SantaCon. I don't even remember SantaCon in the show. Do you, why do I not? I watched this last no. night. <laughs> no. I watched it before I went to my dad. What I remember the most about this episode was... The cat lady, because she's always there. And she's always bad CG. And she basically opened up this episode, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean... But I I don't know if I've said this before. I I don't think I've said this before, but it it reminds me a little of another show called Sex and City. I don't think I have... (laughs) Ever, ever, no, you've ever never made that, that comparison. Before. No, never. No, no. And this episode also reminds me of an episode of Sex and the City, funny enough. But uh, yeah, no, uh, this was as bad as last week's episode, if not even worse. I really, really, really despise this episode. Did they ever Other do... Other than one... Yeah, sorry. Sex and the City... In L.A., did they ever do that? Mm, I don't remember. 
I don't think so. You would assume that would be a very easy spin-off. Right. I don't think so, no. I don't okay. I don't think so, no. no. But uh, anyway, uh, the only thing I really liked in this episode was the credits. Uh, because then I knew it was over. <laughs> uh, I found uh, mm-hmm. season 13 episode or season 3 episode 13 Escape from New York Carrie meets with Matthew McConaughey in LA to talk about her options uh, for her column to make and to make some movies so mm-hmm. yeah that episode of Sex and the City yeah. is that this whole show <laughs> yeah, except my... instead of Matthew McConaughey okay. they got uh, Joy Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> Joy Lawrence yes what a very, 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 very good uh, switch. Yeah. Now, it's like, I'm beginning to, do, like I, I said last week, I'm beginning to despise this show. I'm very, very happy that we're going to do the four, uh, four last episodes of this show next week. So I can stop talking about it or thinking about it or being reminded of, it existing it's still not on my worst list of the worst shows of the of the year because i mean i have laughed and chuckled off this but it's just the two last episodes are definitely the middle episodes and it shows very clearly that it's the middle episodes because this and the last episode was very like we're not really going anywhere and we're not really telling anything story-wise and like this is like she she's getting on my nerves are and i think you said it one week like are we supposed to like any of them and i i i I, every of them i i would kill her if she was my ex-girlfriend you got so angry at the show you broke skype for half a second uh yeah uh, I understand that. Uh, definitely. I think even the main character now is getting to the point where it's like, uh, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's it's just like, it, it's baffling. But yeah, no, I give this uh, episode uh, uh, four. I agree. I definitely give it a four. Yeah. Anyway, let's do our main topic. Best and worst television show of 2019. And I told Luke that I have approximately seen 90 new, and I have to underscore that, 90 new shows this year. Right. Season one shows that came out in 2019 is what we're doing here. And we... Right. At least had to have seen two episodes for it to yes. count for the, for this, because you can't really get yes. a full idea of what a show is um, from just one episode. Uh, two, you, you right. at least get a real, a good idea of what the show is and where it's going and what the acting's like and everything yep. else. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I saw last year fro forty six TV <laughs> shows. I saw less oh, TV shows last year shows than, movies, yeah. than I did movies. Right. Uh, how many shows do you think I watched this year? It's very close to what 90. I'm going to tell you that. 
84. 111. <laughs> I over doubled the amount of shows just, I watched from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and and, and and we have to preface this. Just new shows. And this is crazy because and, and, and the sheer volume of shows yeah. is because of how many new shows there's been in 2019, right? Uh-huh. I, I know I totally agree with you. It's just very, like, I, I have said this, and I will probably say it during uh, uh, the podcast, this has been one of the strongest years for television in ever, and I know why. I know why it's been such a strong year for television. Do you know why? Why? Uh, because of streaming services. This is the first right. year where where we they started to compete against Netflix. Uh, now NBC has to think about p- putting things on their peacock. That sounds a little dirty, but I love <laughs> saying that. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I never peacock. thought about it, but it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Putting things on their peacock. Uh, HBO Max is coming this year, uh, next year. Uh, Disney Plus has come this year. Apple TV has come this year. Oh, uh, and uh, to compete with that, uh, uh, ABC and NBC, all the big uh, Fox uh, television uh, sh- uh, program executives have have uh, start to make new TV shows so people will be interested in their streaming service. It is that fucking easy. Right, that makes sense. And uh, just the sheer amount of content coming out of all these streaming services causes, uh, and, sorry, and the networks, causes us to have more shows to watch because of just the sheer amount. Because they're competing, and the way they compete is they make more content. Uh... Which makes me go back to another point is when is, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, when is too much content, when when is it too much content, right? Right. I don't know, what what do you think? I don't don't have an answer for that. For me, for me, it's never, because I do think, I do think uh, choosing content out of what I watch, I... Uh, I have not seen a single episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians this year. Oh, okay. I have seen every other season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians because right. I love trashy TV. Sure, like t- trashy TV is uh, is silly. It's just fun for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but guess what? I have just not have had the time because I have watched. Uh, at least 90 other shows. And most of them good shows. And I have also kept... Yeah, and I have also kept up with shows that have been from other years. So it's like, it's 90 shows plus those other shows that uh, I have watched also. Right, Um, the season two and season three of this and that, like uh, Young Sheldon that we're not going to talk about, and all these other shows that we've watched... Uh, like you just mentioned, Mr. Robot, uh, 
all these other right. shows that we're, you know, not even going to talk about in this, but yeah. Right. So anyway, let's start with the best look. Uh, right. I got to preface this a little bit in the sense that, uh, I watched a TV show last night that I almost think should be my number five. Uh, okay. Just because of the last episode I watched, and I feel like that might be a little, put a little recency bias, so I'm going to avoid that, but I was thinking my number five might have been Emergence, but I had already written down Black Monday as my number five best show of the year. Good one. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, The the ending of Emergence, by the way. Hoo-ha. Of the, the last episode? Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, let's talk about it for a second, but did you think they were trying to change, like, it seems like this is, they wrote up until the episode, uh, where the girl, um, gets the package from the lady, and it makes her realize, right, right, that was the end of where they started writing, and now they started writing again, and in this last episode, there were two things, one was, uh, He's like, what, do you have super hearing or something? And the girl's like, no, I don't have super hearing. But in previous episodes, we know she had super hearing. So they're trying to change things to make the story work for the upcoming stuff. But I still like it. Um, And I really like the ending, like you mentioned. But Black Monday, uh, it chronicles the 31st anniversary of the worst stock market crash in the history of Wall Street. To this day, no one knows exactly who caused the uh, 1987 stock market crash until now. 7.4 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not... I don't know why they gave it 56%. I'll have to look that up. I That's gave cool. it... Right, I gave it an 8.5 at the time. Yeah. I'm going to begin with a, sh- a funny show from the BBC called Ghost. It is a sitcom. And it uh, has an IMDb score of, I just checked it two seconds ago, uh, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. I haven't checked. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a score for this. Okay. Oh, it has a hundred. Oh, it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's cool. Um... Yeah, Ghost is a very funny sitcom that uh, I I got you into. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, uh, it's about this couple uh, buying a country house while uh, sharing it uh, with a lot of ghosts. And uh, I don't really want to ruin it, so I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but just say that I gave this a 9 when it was uh, on. I'm not, I'm not going to destroy anything. It's 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 just extremely funny. Has a very funny gimmick, and uh, there's there are some twists and turns that you don't see coming. Right. So, Ghost, my number five. My number four. Uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, based on a feature film of the same name, uh, Jeremiah Clement. And uh, Taka Watiti, uh, What We Do in the Shadows is a documentary-style look at the daily lives of vampires 
who lived together for hundreds of years in Staten Island. Uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I gave this a 9 at the time. We both really liked this. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, definitely it, one of the strongest it, shows of the year comedically, like comedy-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost had it as my number five. I was going back and forth of having Ghost or having What We Do in the Right, shadows. okay. Yeah. Those are, I mean, yeah. when it comes to comedy, I would say those are almost, they're close to a toss-up, but they were both very good. I agree. Um, uh, my number four is The Hot Zone. It's a drama from National Geographic by... Uh, but it has Juliana Miscalis in uh, the leading role. It has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. In the 1989, the Ebola virus appears in chimpanzees in a research lab in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., and there's no unknown cure. A U.S. Army scientist put her life on the line to head off an outbreak before it spreads to the human population. It uh, had a premiere date of seven, the 27th of uh, uh, May, and it's a mini show. I, there's six episodes, yeah. Uh, and I gave this a 9.5 at the time. What was it called again? The Hot Zone. Right. I never saw this. I remember you talking about it, though. No. I love this. Really. All right, my number three. I went with something we've talked a lot about on the show, The Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again enigmatic conservative Christian group known as the family wields strong influence in Washington DC in the pursuit of its global ambitions speaking of the Illuminati mm -hmm. uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb 80% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, I gave it a 8.5 at the time cool uh, this show Luke just gave a 7 this week but I gave it a 10 out of 10 it's called Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. A twisted, gruesome video drive a group of amateur online uh, slots to launch a risky manhunt that bring them into a dark underworld. This is on Netflix. Just three fucking episodes. Go and watch it. Uh, like I said, I gave it a 10 out of 10. It has... Uh, 8.4 on IMDb. I don't see uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, 91% of Google users liked it. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a very good show. Uh, where are we at? My number two? Yeah, my number two. I went with something you talked about. Ghosts. Which, fro. Mm. <laughs> turn me on to which was awesome and I actually have the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score for this uh, which I don't think you had at the time or when you talked about it before I said 100% oh really okay yeah, 100% yeah. Uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10 at the time uh, It's it just 
overall, it's one of the better comedy shows uh, of. The, yeah, I would say the best comedy show of the year, and very original. Uh, and it doesn't feel. Uh, well, I mean, it feels very British, but not in the way that like a British sitcom feels. It feels more like I don't know. Right. Uh. Uh. It doesn't feel British sitcom. That's the only way I can put it. Right. So, it's very yeah. different. It's very different. Uh, I also have a BBC show as my number two. It's years and years. An ordinary British family concedes with hopes, anxieties, and joys of an uncertain future in a six-part limited series that begins in 2019 and propels the characters 15 years forward into an unstable uh, world. The story begins as members of the Lions clan converge the birth of the newest family baby, Lincoln. And an unspoken celebrity begins her transformation into political figure whose controversial opinions will divide the nation. As Britain's imaginary drama is rocked by political, economic, and technological advances, the family experience everything hoped for the future and everything that they feared. Uh, this has uh, Emma Thompson in it uh, as the leading uh, most uh, uh, known uh People. It has an 8.4 on IMDb out of 10, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I gave it a 10 out of 10. Years and years. Okay, Love my it. number one. Just six episodes. Just six, six episodes. Are they hour-long episodes, or are they... I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. That, that would make mo the most sense. <laughs> my number one show... Uh, from way back uh, in January, bro, a J January mm -hmm. 18th, this came out. So, take the time time machine and go way back and watch this show, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. You remember this? Right. Uh, this was on Netflix as well. Uh, Grammy Award winning rapper Killer Mike uses his fame to serve as an activist hoping to bring light and confront... So social issues, especially those that impact the black community. Uh, trigger warning, uh, Killer Mike, whose real name is Michael Render, examines the cultural taboos uh, and allows viewers to examine the what-ifs and why-nots that limit how people operate in the world. 86% on mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I gave it a 9 at the time. Another show I gave a 10 out of 10 of uh, also has five episodes. Uh, it's Chernobyl uh, in April 1986 in the new city of Chernobyl in the Soviet Union suffered one of the worst nuclear disasters in history of mankind during the disaster. Heroes lay down their uh, lives to save Europe. This has 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, and 97% of Google users liked it. Uh, people are saying it's the best show since uh, Breaking Bad. I could not 
disagree with that at all. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it this week. I mean, I've heard a lot of people rave about it. I remember when it came out, you raving about it. But since you put it at your number yeah. one, now I just basically have to watch it this week, right? So there you go. <laughs> it is very good. Yeah, I love it. It's very depressing, so <laughs> don't watch it if you're in a bad mood. Oh, okay. Talk Talking about bad... Let's do worst TV. No, let's do some honorable mentions before we do that. Oh yeah, thing. honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. So honorable or best forgot. best of honorable mentions. So ones that didn't make our top five. I obviously already mentioned Emergence. Uh, some of the I mm -hmm. had two other on my short list that were kind of like uh, they rated really high when I initially saw them, and uh, I was like maybe these should go in a place as one of the other shows. Remember, I think mm. you should leave that comedy show. Yep, I uh, have it on my list. All right, anything else you had on? What's it? Russian Doll? Uh, that was a good one. Uh, Project Blue Book. Mm -hmm. uh, Miracle Workers. Uh, the Passage. Remember that? Oh yeah, with uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. Sorry, the passage. Yeah. Which I didn't think was I was going to so like. Bad. Yeah, and was a shitty first episode, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you should leave. Uh, Hannah was a good show. Yeah, In the Dark. Uh, Warren? Which I don't, I don't know if you... From the BBC, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, no. Deadly Class. Uh, Tacoma FD from the Super Trooper guys. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to hate this, but the Masked Singer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Trailer Park Boys, the animated yep. series, was good. Uh huh. Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, yeah, well, uh... Oh, Mr. Black from Australia. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, City on the Hill. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Man, yeah, uh, I never finished that one, but it was so good. There's a lot of... Sh when you watch 111 shows, there's a lot of shows that it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot to finish that. Uh, and I, but it's yeah. awesome because I get to go back and actually finish them at some point. Uh, one we really liked, but I'm sure... Uh, I would assume a lot of people think is a terrible show. Holy moly. I loved it. Yeah. State of the Union... Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, I had that one down. Uh, sorry, going to the next page. Uh, oh, the Wu-Tang Clan show, Wu-Tang Wu American Saga. Yeah, I need to fucking see that soon. Uh, four weddings and a funeral. Uh, Bob Hart's Abashula, I'm going to put on my best. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, the Righteous Gemstone. Uh, Prodigal Son. Yeah, David makes a man. I'm actually going to put Undone, which was the show we watched uh, before uh, yeah. this last show. I'm going to put that on my best. I yep. really enjoyed that. Yep. I'm becoming a god in an... Uh... Oh, for fuck's sake. I haven't read the whole title. But I'm, yeah. I'm becoming god in something. Oh, Southern Florida or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. 
I remember the show, but I don't. Uh, I don't remember yeah. the exact title. I never watched it. I need. That's a show I actually do need to go back and watch. Uh, yeah. The feed. Ah, the feed. <laughs> On tour with Aspergers are us. Uh, Carol's second act, which I actually liked. Sex Education. Uh, reprisal, which we both saw in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Really like that. Uh, Binding. Uh, what was that show? Uh, uh, Sunnyside. Right. Yeah. And I have The Fix. And then I have Dead to Me. And that was the last one I had. Mm-hmm. Okay, worst shows. This is not at all going to be controversial. Uh, I don't have any controversial shows on my list, he said. Uh, no, I don't. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe for others. Oh, 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 he thinks it's controversial. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> uh... Okay. <laughs> I will go first. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, right. You're going first. Yes. Uh, this is not going to be a very surprising look because I fucking hated this. Oh, yeah, you hated this TV show as well. He did. Nosferatu. Right. Spelled Nosferatu. very weird. Yeah. N O S four A two. Yes. Based on Joel's New York uh, best time selling novel of the same name, Nosferatu is a, a different kind of vampire story that really doesn't wasn't a fucking vampire story. It follows Vic McQueen, a gifted young woman who discovers she has the supernatural ability to find lost things. Yeah. Uh, the ability puts her on collision course with the evil and immortal Charlie Manx. Manx is supernatural woman. Uh, uh, yeah, that that's for sure. A supernatural villain, not the woman. Who <laughs> feeds and salts of children uh, and uh, the Manx imagination that every day is Christmas Day and the unhappiness is against the law. Wick strives to defeat Manx and rescue his victim without losing her mind or falling victim to him. This got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking hell. And 6.7 on IMDb. Out of 10. So maybe I'm the only one. Uh, I mean, I remember enjoying it, but... Uh, it wasn't like amazing. I, I'd have to go back and look at what I actually gave it as a score, but um, I didn't think it was. I thought it it was middle of the road, where I wouldn't put it on one list or the other. You know what I mean? I gave it a six point right. five, is what I see at the time. So super middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it every fucking second of it. So I did have an again. I was waffling on my number five, so I'm going to tell you what my waffle one was, and then I'll tell you what my actual number okay. five. My, one I was really thinking of, and they, they were so close with what I gave score of at the time, I was thinking my, it, this might have been Late Night with Lily Singh, but it I went with something different. Guess what it is, Fro? 
The Mass Singer. Well, <laughs> I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> no, I uh, right a top secret singing competition in which celebrities face off against each other and appear to in elaborate costumes with full face masks to conceal their identities. Uh, and I sent a video uh, breaking this whole show down to Fro at one point, and it's got all the reasons I don't like this, because when you really think about the competition, it makes no sense. <laughs> like that, the, the concept... absolutely no Right. Because how would yeah. the judges not, or how would the judges not know who the people are? I mean, it's all, right. well, whatever. Um... The whole thing is kind of... I mean, it's just silly and it's over the top, and that's probably why people like it, right? Right. Exactly. So I understand why people like it. I just don't like it. I can compare it to Eurovision. It's kind of the same thing. Except Eurovision is legit, where, like, the scoring is legit and everything else, where this is, like, it's not... it's yeah. the wrestling. It's the wrestling version. Equivalent, of sure, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I 100 percent <laughs> agree with that. Uh, this got 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, mm. I do not have a Rotten Tomatoes score. What? This this has to have a score on Rotten Tomatoes. Let, let me look it up. And if I look it up, it's probably going to send me to the wrong one. It's going to send me like UK or something. No, it has no. It doesn't have a tomato meter reading. I don't know how that's even possible. Cool. That's, that's that's weird. Strange. Yeah, that is strange. Um, but yeah, at the time, I gave it a 2.5. My number four, Luke, is a show that we covered on this show. Can you guess what what it is? It is What If. What If? What, what If? Hell. What? Oh, the show. What right. If. The show What If. Right. Yeah. Who's on first? Yeah, uh-huh. it's a neo-socialistic thriller, Oscar-winning <laughs> Renee Selweger stars at Anne Montgomery, a woman of extreme wealth who makes a young scientist, Lisa, a steamy proposal. Lisa is on the verge of breakthrough that will save lives of millions of kids, but she needs funding to go through with the trials and eventually bring her technique to the market. Otherwise, venture capitalists have turned Lisa down, but Anne makes her an unexpected offer, one that comes with a twist. In order to give Lisa the money, Anne wants to spend the night long with Lisa's husband, Sean, a former professional athlete. If the couple agree with the terms, Lisa will get the funding, but never ask her husband what happened during the time with Anna, who believes that human attachment is a weakness and Lisa will only succeed if she focuses all of her attention on the work. This got a 6.3 on IMDb out of 10 and a 42% of Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it. And I... I fucking hated it. Every fucking episode we did. It was fun to cover because it was so terrible. Uh, that's the best thing I can say about that show. <laughs> right, my number four. I don't. I I know you saw this. I'm not. I when I went back through my things and I'm going. Uh, oh, that show is. 
okay, that's that, that's that. I, I saw the title of this and went, mm-hmm. what is that show? I don't remember this at all. Uh, this came out in yeah. July, so not it wasn't even at the beginning of the year or anything. Um, it was a show called Pandora. You remember this sh- show, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see if I do. Set in the year twenty one ninety nine, Pandora is a science fiction action series about a young woman who has lost everything but finds her new life at Earth's space training academy, where she start, mm-hmm. uh, where she she and her new friends learn and train to defend the galaxy from threats both alien and human. Uh, mm-hmm. This got three point nine out of ten on IMDb. This also does not have. A tomato re- uh, meter reading. Uh, I gave it a one point five at the time. Uh, do you remember seeing this show, Fro? Look, we will talk about it a little later. Okay. Uh, it was an awful show. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, I guess. Well, not in a minute because my number three is also a show that we covered on the show. Look, it is. The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Narrated by Sigourney Weaver. Ten episodes. When three Gifflings discover a horrifying secret behind the Skeks power, they set out on an epic journey to ignite the fires of the rebellion and try to save the world. This has gotten and Probably there's something wrong with me and Luke because we hated this, but it has an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and <laughs> 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 5 out of 5 from Common Sense Media, Look, So it's probably us. There's something wrong. Well, with. you know, there's a lot of, you know, Dark Crystal fan, fan people, fanboys out there that are just, you know, they liked the movies back in the day and they're nostalgic, so they, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> we watched a lot of bad shows for this uh, podcast this year, <laughs> just according to your Ooh. list, even, you know what I mean? Yeah, we did. Uh... Right, my no- speaking of which, my number three... What if? Which you just talked about, so I don't really need to go into it. <laughs> That's cool, because guess what? My number two is Pandora! I really <laughs> don't have to talk about it! Right, uh... But, that show... Let's talk about Pandora, because I really... Did we even go into really what it was about, other than that, you know, short description? The, the premise of it was, uh, what's... Uh, Deep Space Nine mixed with uh, Starship Troopers, right? Right. And the characters were awful. The dialogue was terrible. The Remember the makeup yep. job on the one alien girl was just like yeah. the most ridiculous thing mm-hmm. ever? Uh, yeah, this show hit every mark as far as a bad show. Uh, did I even Ooh, say what I gave right. it? I gave it a 1.5 at the time. And what if I gave yeah. a, a 1, by the way? so. Yeah, I got a Pandora 1. It's just unwatchable. Okay. Oh, wait. I think I'm next. Oh, yeah. You number two. Yeah, Yeah, I got to do my number two. Right. Uh, Which is a show I know we both didn't like. Uh, The Enemy Within. Oh. Uh, 
Erica Whoa. Shepard was one of the CIA's most brilliant operatives until she became one of the greatest traitors in American history, serving a life sentence in a supermax prison. Now, to save her daughter, she must team up, team up with FBI agent Will Keaton. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So, 7.1 is pretty good on IMDb, but 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. And believe it or not, with a lowest score of the whole year for me, it got a .5. <laughs> Wow. A point five. Uh, this was that show that was all just crazy, what, FBI, CIA yeah. propaganda. It's propaganda. Well, this show that I'm going to talk about now got to zero and almost made me... I said at the time that it almost made me go <laughs> say I hate everything that has to do with documentaries. Because it's the dis disappearance of Madeleine McCain from Netflix. It premiered on Netflix on March 15, and it stars Anthony Summers, Gutalonio uh, Aralab, uh, Robin Swan, and is the most atrocious documentary in the world it is not the documentary and it's trying to be so incredibly uh, insanely unsensitive it is uh, a 6.7 on uh, out of 10 on imdb but i really 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 think this is the worst documentary and i'm using that word very loosely <laughs> i have seen in my entire fucking life it is just atrocious i get angry just thinking about it <laughs> all right yep. Wrap, wrapping it up my final one i know we both didn't like this and actually when we get to my score, I think I'm actually going to retroactively uh, change my score of it, but uh, it's a great show called The Island. Mm. When ten people wake up on a treacherous island, they have no memory, uh, and they soon discover the world is not as it seems, from Netflix in September. 4.4 uh, yeah. out of 10 on IMDb, and a whopping 8, 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, so good job, Rotten Tomatoes. I give it a one at the time, but looking back, it's gotta be a it gotta be a point five or a zero, right? Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm just yeah, gonna go with yeah. a zero. Do you know what, Luke? It would be on my list if I had for, uh, remembered to write it down. If you remembered it existed, maybe it's for the better, bro. Maybe yep. it's for the better. <laughs> yeah, because that show, I think maybe I hate even more than than that than that documentary uh i uh, mean i i just looked it up on google and one of the first articles uh or no one of the first youtube videos that comes up when you google it uh the island netflix worst show ever is a video so yeah. that's good uh-huh okay let's go to our not so honorable mentions i have lights out with david spade it's a horrible trying to be a talk show. Oh, yeah, the talk show, right. There was a lot of bad talk shows yeah. last year and at the beginning of this year. 
And of course, yeah, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Tidelands. Remember the show, bro? That was an awful show. No, it is the best show about the mermaids with witch power. <laughs> right, it's so good. Mermaid witches. Yeah, I mean, mermaid witches. It is so good. Uh, million Dollar Mile. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, oh, that's such a sad one. It was a Isn't bad it? show, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's so sad that it's on our list. Mm-hmm. I guess so. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Oaf was terrible. Um, The Village. The Village? Mm-hmm. What was that? I actually don't remember, but I have it written down. Uh... The M. Night Shyamalan movie? No, not the movie. <laughs> oh, right. It was that sitcom from NBC that was the most, like, random thing that oh, didn't make any sense did. whatsoever. Yes. And it was, like, four I, different stories happening all at once. The cop and the yeah. two older people and the lady and her daughter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Swamp Thing. Another sitcom, Abby's. Remember that <laughs> terrible sitcom? Press your luck, I have here. Uh, you versus Wild, the Bear Grylls uh, interactive special. Mm-hmm. The loudest voice, we covered this on the show. Uh, something that was on my short list, The Society. That terrible Ooh. show. That, that It was so uh, bad, yeah. we had to watch the whole thing, remember? <laughs> yep, yep. Hypnotize me. Uh, the Chef Show, which was just a ridiculously stupid show. Mm-hmm. Carnival Row, uh, about fairies. Let's see. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I think I had that one down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a game show called Awake, a million dollar game. Remember this? <laughs> this oh. had to be the... When it comes, I don't think I had very many game shows, but this was the worst game show I saw uh, this year. Injustice with Marcy Grace. Black Summer, which was a zombie show. Yep. Uh, let's see, whatever. Uh, Card Sharks. Uh, Reef Break, which was like this. Uh, surfing CIA surfing, uh, or FBI agent lady. Yeah. 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 LA Finest. Hyperdrive, which was that other game show with the cars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally broken. It was so broken. Oh. And it had potential. Oh. That's the part that was really bad about that show. It oh, had yeah, yeah. potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? I actually have, uh, let's see, do I have anything else? Oh, the Titan Games, where the, uh, the, the Rock, the Rock Johnson. Right. Yeah. I never saw that. Uh, the Unicorn, I know we both didn't like that show. Wasn't that the movie? No, the, remember the show, the guy who goes on the online oh, dating site? 
and it was right, wrapped up right. in one episode, and we were like, why the watch the next episode? episode? Yes. Right. Yes. Grand Hotel I have on my list. Let's see, where do I go from there? Uh... Oh, right, Perfect Harmony, which I, at first I thought had potential, oh. and then they ruined it with the diner scene. Yeah. I remember <laughs> we're talking about this. I remember watching it, and I was like, okay, this is where Luke turns it off. And the, a week after, you said, oh, I watched it, and the diner scene, I turned it off. I did, too. I just literally shut it yeah, off, and I haven't yeah. watched it since. Uh, too old to die young? Uh, I guess... Oh, I don't know about this one. What do you think about the, the politician? Remember that one? Yeah. That's so in the middle, but I put, it, I put it on my bad yeah. list for some reason. And I am going to say... The dollhouse that isn't called the dollhouse. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I feel about the doll face yet, uh, but it probably would be. The last one I had was V Wars, so, yep. Yeah. Which I saw last week. Yeah, awful. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think I, I'm going to join you on the island. <laughs> You're going to join me on the island. I love that. Uh, because I, th I think that is actually the worst show of the year. Okay. I can't believe that I, for I, I, I actually forgot that show existed. That's how bad it, it is. I have I have trauma of that show. So <laughs> It is traumatic to watch. Fucking episode. It was the same yeah. as The Society. Those are the two shows, I think, that we both hate. They call it hate-watching, right? We basically hate-watched both of those shows. Right. Oh, definitely. Let's move on. So let's talk a little movies now that we have talked so many TV shows. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that uh, there's a DVD screener out of uh, Knives Out, look. Right. So you can finally see it because I saw it this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I've heard mixed things, but mostly good. Yeah. I thought Daniel Craig deserves an Oscar. <laughs> I, I, I think he's that good in this. Uh, otherwise, it's a very. Um, I don't want to destroy anything. It's very clue. It's very <laughs> like if you right. like murder or mystery things, they make a lot of fun of murder mystery things. Right. And the solution of it is very like I, I, I figured it out, but. I didn't mind that I figured it out and how I figured it out and things like that. Uh, but it's 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 the acting in this movie that is uh, better than the plot. So I, I gave this movie a seven and a half. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I am definitely going to see it again. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend it, but I don't want to destroy anything about it. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start... I watched uh, The Princess Bride. 
uh, while it was in the, mm -hmm. it was just in the background, and my niece and nephew had never ever seen it. I mean, he's uh, oh. they're very young, but uh, they're old enough okay. that they wouldn't be like. They were a little afraid at the torture scene. There's there is a torture scene in Princess Bride yeah. that uh, for little little yes. kids is a little scary. But other than that, they really enjoyed it. So it was cool to see that. Well, look officially tomorrow the movies is open. But guess what? What? I have a friend that works as a. Uh, what do you call it? Pro pro projectionist? Projectionist? Is that right. what you call okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, he was bored today, and he called me, and he wondered if I wanted to see cats. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and you yeah. were like, uh, "This is actually a hard decision." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hmm, uh, do I want to see cats? And yeah, we're going to, oh, I, I forgot about the, the other thing that we both saw. Uh, what else did you watch? That's right. Uh, I guess we both saw this because we kind of, uh, you just insinuated it, but it was the first Temptation of Christ on Netflix, which we talked we talked about last week yes. in the yes. news TV or movie rounds, right? The news round. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, this was supposedly very, very controversial in Brazil because it depicts uh, Jesus as gay and Brazil is very Catholic. Mm hmm What do you think of it? I really, really, really liked it. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> I really liked it. You know what it I had such a You know what it reminded me of? Like the the no. the joke timing, the way the jokes are put together, uh, a lot of actually mm. I mean the location it was clear they didn't have a lot of move, money to make this movie because it's all basically oh, in one location. But the sensibility yeah. of it felt very Mel Brooks from the 80s. Yes. Like Oh yeah, definitely. Robin Hood Men in Tights like specifically yes. actually the one scene uh of the Spanish Inquisition in History of the World, Part 1. Right. Uh, or, no, any part of that movie. It felt like that in the sensibility. I mean, obviously, updated camera and everything mm -hmm. like that. <clears throat> but the jokes felt very Mel Brooks, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I uh, was very worried that this was going to be a little too like eternal about like Brazilian uh, kind of uh, like uh, politics and things like that. Politics but and culture, it, it, right. It, right, right. And it really, really, really doesn't talk about that at all. So I was very happy to see that. Uh, because I know nothing about <laughs> politics and culture in Brazil. Yeah, that honest. wouldn't. But but uh, that stuff could have been sorry? in there, and we might not have even noticed because we wouldn't know what it, right. the reference or something like that, right? So it could have been in there. Who knows? <laughs> right. But I I can't I can't remember last time I laughed this much. I had a blast with this. What it reminded me funny and uh, enough 
mostly about is is maybe Life of Brian. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe that that that's the most uh, familiar thing that I would. Uh, but I can't I can't remember the last time I I laughed so much in the movie, and it's just like. I think it's even more funnier if you've been a Christian and now is an atheist because it's it's very clearly anti-Christian or at, uh, probably anti-Catholic. I think is what they were going for, but same difference, right? Right. Uh, definitely. I definitely. Well, we, last week we talked about that. Uh, of course, that this was portraying Jesus as homosexual. It did, mm. it insinuated, but it, it never really outright said it, right? It definitely insinuated right. it. That's what I got from it, at least. Unless yeah. I missed a certain reference, but... Um, but, yeah, it definitely insinuated that. Uh, there was one scene... You remember the scene in Spaceballs where they're fighting at, right at the end and the guy uh, jumps at, at the guy and stabs the cameraman off off screen? It's so long since... Right, okay. Well, that happens where it breaks the fourth wall where, like, uh, the camera pans left, and the guy, he takes the lightsaber and stabs the the boom mic guy or the cameraman or something like that. This movie, I don't know if you noticed it, yeah. the one character walks in and is talking to Jesus with a cup of coffee in his hand, and he goes... And yes. they do the whole scene. Oh, it was Joseph. He's talking to Joseph. And Joseph's like, what is that? Yeah. And he goes, oh, production left it. And then he just walks out. And it's like, wait, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. That part yeah, was yeah. hilarious to me. Very, very funny. No, I gave this movie uh, 8.5. Uh, yeah, I gave it a 7.5. So we're pretty close. Yeah. Okay, but let's talk about the movie that I saw in all secret and I should probably not tell other people that I've seen because it has premiere in Norway tomorrow. Cats. So, Cats. Ah! This is the third time we've seen this trailer, or one of these trailers. I guess we watched this one first, because mm -hmm. this, this is the really bad one. Right. The one with the singing and everything. Do you know that they actually updated the movie while it, is, it was in the cinema with more graphics? How do you even do that? <laughs> I have no fucking clue, but they actually sent an update. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can movie. do that. With digital cinema, you can do that pretty easily, actually. Yeah. You think they would have? I mean, I saw it in like the news articles about it, but you think they would have hyped it up a little bit more that hey, we fixed it or whatever. Right. Well, fixed and fixed. <laughs> Speaking of which, they fired the Sonic VR team. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Mm. Tom Hooper has never played <laughs> Yep. Oh, yeah. What? What was that? Nope. <laughs> Flying cats. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> the Kong Roger for from Hamilton. Of course, because you know mm-hmm. all the cats in Hamilton. And it's not like there wasn't already choreography for the for cats, so they needed to bring in somebody from no. Hamilton. Oh. They don't have they didn't have that yet. No. It's not like a super old play. I guess actually no. when it comes to no, plays in the sense of like how old plays are, it actually isn't that old of a play no. when you think about it. In the scheme of time. So look. What is this Oscar-nominated? I am sure this will get a lot of the Oscars. Oh, special uh, effects. It's going to get the one special effects yeah. Oscar, for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, movie all about. A tribe of cats must decide uh, yearly which one will ascend to the heavenside layer and come back to a new life. Uh, 2.6 mm. out of 10 on IMDb. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. 32% on Metacritic. 31% like this movie. All low scores all the way across the board. Uh, let's see, who's in this? Oh, we kind of talked about it, but I know Jason Derulo's in it. Uh, James Corden, Taylor Swift, uh, Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, what, Judy Dench. Uh, let's see, who else? A bunch of people. I mean, Re- Rebel Wilson, a lot of people are in there. So, look, I... I know you have seen Troll 2, right? Yes, I have. Uh, Do you remember if you have seen Reefer Madness, the musical? Yes, I have. Okay. If you combine Reefer Madness, the musical, with uh, Trolls 2... I think you still would have something better than I watched today. Really? Okay. That's, yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> it is the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. And it is also the most funniest movie I have seen in my entire life. It is also the most nauseating, most uh, visually and musically weird experience I have had in my entire life. It is uh, just an acid trip from the beginning uh, to the end. I think. I think if you were high. And watched this, uh, or drunk, and went with a bunch of people together, uh, watching this movie just to have fun. It would be great. I was not tired today. I was not drunk today. I just had my friend, and my friend almost peed himself out of laughing <laughs> because of the graphics were so atrociously bad. I have I have seen a lot of nightmare-inducing horror movies during my life, and I don't think I have seen anything as horrifying as uh, the the graphic design, where 
where it's very clear where the cat part begins and the human uh, face starts. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. The uh, the overlaying of those things are so incredibly clear, and you see it in every fucking scene, and. Uh, uh, the storyline, because guess what? There is no fucking storyline. There's cat introducing cat, introducing cat, introducing cat, introducing cat, introducing cat, introducing cat, introducing cat. And if you think I am making this up, that is the whole fucking movie. It's cat introducing themselves to the camera and then cat introducing themselves to the camera and then there suddenly comes a little like small problem they they solve in five minutes by singing and do you know what is the worst thing about this look what there's a movie inside the movie or there's a musical inside this musical. So the cats are talking about their dreams. And we are shown that cats are having dreams. So not only are we watching this nightmare infusing things. But we are seeing dreams inside of a, of a movie of people that are introducing themselves. This movie makes absolutely no sense, and it is impossible to spoil, because there is no fucking story. You can't spoil anything that doesn't exist. Oh. All right. Uh, I got a reaction that just came out this morning from somebody named Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, wait, that's a famous actress uh, from Westworld, the main character in Westworld. Uh, uh, what did she have to say about this? Uh, she said on Twitter, Cats is actually worse than I thought it would be. Uh, I had already thought it would be horrible, but I'm actually speechless. Why would you change the choreography? Right, we were talking about mm -hmm. Hamilton. Uh, I'm speechless. It's not the cast's fault. Uh, it's maybe uh, the worst thing I have ever seen ever. Uh, somebody said <laughs> yeah. to that, uh, I felt like I was on acid watching it so utterly bizarre, and she responded, <laughs> totally, like, uh, my life is not in danger, but I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I could not agree more. That's exactly what it is. It's like, it's, 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 it's just like... And, and, and the, fun, the strange thing is, like, I, I was thinking, like, I was talking to my dad when I came home, and, and he was like, so, what do you give this movie? Do you give it a 10, or do you give it a 0? And I was like, I give it a 0, but I want everybody to see it. I want everybody in the world to see this 0 movie. I'm not recommending it. But I want everybody to see it. <laughs> All right. I went to the Facebook as well. I'm, I'm just going to do two so we can wrap this up. Um, Marie yeah. Lauterbach says, My family now hates me because we went to see this on Sunday. What few people were in the theater with us all walked out. The worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and to wrap this up, on kind of a positive note, Fro, 
Matt Monday says, I just left the theater. Okay. I have so many things to say about this film. Few of them are kind, but I realize I am amongst uh, lovers of musicals and the movie, so I'll be polite and just say Merry Clis Christmas. Glad if you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, also coming out uh, uh, this week, a uh, very independent movie called Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Never heard of it. Uh, the surviving re uh, resistance uh, faces uh, First Order once more as Ray, Finn, and Poe Demorian journey continues with the power and knowledge of generations behind them. The final battle converses. This got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 54% on Metacritic, uh, it is directed by J.J. Uh, Abrams. I hate you because you made the ending of Lost. <laughs> that is his official name, by the way. Do you know that? He had a change, uh, right? Yeah. It has, yes, yes. It has John Bioga, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley. Yes, and it made some money that we will talk about later. Uh, Uncut Gems, which, yeah, Fro talked about this last week. Uh, a charismatic yeah. jeweler makes a high-stakes bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. In a pre uh, precarious high-wire act, he must balance business, family, and adversaries, all while, uh, all while in the pursuit of the ultimate win. 94% um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 4 out of 4 from Roger Ebert, 78% like the movie on Google, uh, Adam Sandler, uh, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, like the basketball player is in this. Mm -hmm. Okay. The mm -hmm. weekend, yes. like the rapper, the mm -hmm. weekend is in this. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Kind of random, but and I love e everybody it. seems yeah. to think it's I good. Fro it. liked it. The scores are good. So, yeah. yeah. So movie bet time. Right. Movie bet. Uh, so let's talk about, Cats first, I suppose. Sure. Cats opening weekend in the U.S. did $6.6 million. Uh, not great, wow. to be honest. I'm amazed. I mean, I, I wouldn't turn away uh, that much money, but that's fine. Uh, oh, uh, Uncut Gems is, again, this only opened in four theaters, so we're not going to cover that one. But the one we didn't cover right, last week that sure. opened... Yes. Uh... This week, I'm going to have to check the numbers here. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday did around, I, I'm just doing the math in my head, did around $6 million, uh, the opening weekend. Okay, cool. Which, I mean, I'm not really surprised because both of those, I mean, yeah. they're, they're not great, but they're not anything to sneeze at, but it, the reason they didn't do all that great oh. is because Star Wars came out and it made $177.3 million. <laughs> so I think probably most of the people were going to see that instead of those other films. Yeah, so we have made a decision that spy, spy, uh, Lucas won because the rest of the movies are actually his. 
and Spices in Disguise, Little Woman, Just Mercy, and 1917. It doesn't matter if that gets higher than Star Wars, because Lucas already actually won, because I had the first half of the brackets. Right. So we have decided that Lucas won this bracket, even though if, by some surprise, Spice in Disguise, Little Women, Just Mercy, or in 1917 beat Star Wars, it doesn't really matter, because Luke has the highest number. And so also, what are the chances Spies yeah. in Disguise makes $200 million? Let's be honest here. No, <laughs> no, no. But, but, but it doesn't really matter. Because no, it doesn't. But had to break, oh. Just for, like, completion's sake, yeah. it's like, we will talk about these right. next week, uh, these, these movies, yes. and, and give the totals and everything, but uh, especially for scheduling uh, for the podcast, this is the best way to do it. So I won, so I got to come up with a uh, a topic for next week. And I think, since at the end of 2019, I think what would be fun, I think Fro will enjoy this. If you don't want to do it, let me know, and I have another idea, Fro. But I was thinking a tournament, okay. and I was thinking of the biggest scandal of 2019 tournament. I it can totally be a love that. News scandal, online scandal, uh, you know, anything. Uh, you you know, you pick four, yep. I pick four, and then they battle it out. Uh, can we exclude everything to do with Epstein because that would win? Uh, I, I hadn't thought about it, but you're probably right. Uh, does that so Prince Andrew, Jeffrey Epstein, everything to do with that? Yes. Yeah. It's excluded because it would automatically win. I think we can do that, but we're going to have to say initially when we start the tournament next week that the right. tournament is for second place, right? Right. <laughs> Basically. Yes. Yes, okay. It, I, I agree because, then. I totally because, agree. Because we both agree that that is the actually the uh, biggest, biggest one. scandal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Let's do that. We will also do episode 7, 8, 9, and 10 out of Dollface. So, four episodes of Dollface. That will be fun. But nobody. <laughs> Who knows? We could really enjoy <laughs> binging it. Maybe it's so much better when you binge it. Who knows? I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we will do another digital review of Spice in Disguise. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. It looks like a very funny movie. Uh, I love Will Smith, and oh, okay. I love animated So, I think the animation looks the a little weird, and the storyline seems a little funky, yeah. but it could be funny, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's about an agent that turns into a pigeon. Right. I mean, <laughs> that has to be funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> you see it. Uh, in, the in the trailer, right, yeah, but, totally. Yeah, as, yes. Uh, but we will cover news of the week. We haven't done this uh, in a week. So what will we cover next week, Look. Oh, are we doing three things? Or uh, do you want me to talk about some yes. things that we're actually covering? Oh, oh, three things we might cover theoretically. Uh... Let's see. Uh, I, I, uh, supplements made out of human remains, like uh, in GNC, 
GNC stores have supplements okay. made of human remains. Uh, okay. It rains, uh, red rain somewhere, all right? Like biblical red rain. Okay. And okay. Australia moves north. There you go. <laughs> moves north. Okay, cool. Um, sure. Uh, they uh, purify water uh, to send to Ethiopia, uh, but they send it in dry form. Uh, they make it dry water. Okay. So you just have to add water. Yes. See the joke? They got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, they yes. Uh, they find out that cats have eleven lives, not nine. <laughs> and uh, Easter eggs get banned in America because they look a little too much alike the Kinder eggs. All right, anything yes. Jeremy round we want to talk about? <laughs> Christmas? Okay, what did you get for Christmas? Did you oh, get right. anything? Uh, you know, some clothes, a couple shirts, a sweatshirt, a yeah. jacket. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a drill, like a hand drill. That was, that was the best. Probably the biggest thing was just a hand drill. It's pretty nice. Nice. I got the uh, hemp uh, body lotion. Really? Okay. And I wanted from Body Shop. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's for extremely dry skin. Right, okay. Uh, I call it ball cream, so you can guess where I use it. <laughs> that, that was a little, mm -hmm. little too much information, but thank you. TMI time. What else did you get? I have it in front of me I mean that was about it. I got some gloves. I, I don't. I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. I got the gloves as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got uh, not no fuck given calendar. Advice for people who hate being told what to do from my dad. I don't know if that's a hint or not. Um, I got the Dual Shock for, uh, for my PlayStation Four that I wanted from my mom. And I got an electric, um, uh, electric, uh, fuck, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cover, electric cover that you t turn around yourself to make it warm. Electric cover? A heater? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Like, uh, yeah, well, well, it's, it's made out, out of, uh, fabric. Really? Oh, uh, like a little... hot pad. No, not a yes, hot pad. A, a heating pad. heating pad. There you go. Right. Yeah, I wanted that to have it in my bed. Ah. So, that was what I got. Uh, the one I have that I bought a while ago, it has like a timer to auto shut off if you leave it on too long. Yeah, so, same here. Okay, good. Same here. Because yeah. you don't want to stay in bed, yeah. you'll wake up like all sweaty if it was just to stay on. Uh, Yeah, they probably all have that now. <laughs> Did you see uh, Russia successfully tested its uh, not internet? It's like, remember we talked about Russia was going to no. cut off from the internet? Yes. Uh, yeah. They actually tested the unplugged inter internet uh, countrywide. Okay. 
details of the yeah. test were vague, but according to the Ministry of Communications, ordinary users did not notice any changes. So yeah. Mm. So they're they uh, pushing this out faster than I thought they would, but yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of. Uh, did you see talks uh, on from internet today? They're totally on farm gaming ceremony. Oh no! I saw. Oh, well, I saw funny. that they posted it, but I didn't watch it. No. Okay. Yeah. No, I had very much fun with that. Okay. Uh, if you're into like video, video games and things like that, I I do. Uh, uh, think you should watch it. But I found a very, very, very strange. Uh, like uh, you know, you have like court uh, shows in 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 America. Right. I find I found a YouTube channel called Paternity Court, and it's a judge I have never ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, telling people if their kid is theirs. So I watched that uh, between some gifts. It has 1.33 million subscribers. So I guess it's big. Okay. Uh, anything else? I guess I got one thing I could show you. Uh, okay. Which I think you'll like. And we can wrap this up. There's a new Star Trek movie coming out, right, Fro? Uh, Star Trek TV well, show. Star Trek show. Show. Yes. I saw this article Talk. and I was like, I'm going to show this to Fro. Ten million dollar okay. Star Trek themed mansion, Fro. And it's, this article has all the pictures, so we just get to go through all the pictures. <laughs> okay. I'm a Trekkie for people that doesn't know. Yeah, and he's going to check out the TV show, so I, I would assume that this whole thing is like a really elaborate way to promote the, the TV show. <laughs> and the funniest part is, yeah. when you go down Do you know what? Go to the movie I've seen this house before. Oh, really? Okay. It's, yeah, it is uh, uh, there's a TV show in America uh, about swimming pools Oh, really? Uh, okay. Right. And uh, this was featured in one of their episodes. Ah. So I have actually seen this before. I mean, the, the, because the of, most uh, Star Trek thing is the elevator, obviously. Right. It's very cool, yeah. But if you go down, no, scroll down to the two movie theater pictures, what's that second movie theater picture <laughs> a picture of? Hmm. Yeah, they have a home theater. The first picture is Thor. The second picture is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would they put that in the article? That doesn't make any sense. That's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I've seen this uh, house because uh, the, this lift uh, that lifts their window up mm -hmm. is one of the things that is special about, about this house. It's really, really cool. And the, you know where the lady stands there? That is actually the dinner uh, a thing that is over the swimming pool. Looks like the um, 
the launching pad of the of the Star Trek ship. So oh, okay. it's very cool. I mean, it's done in a way yeah. where it doesn't like out unless somebody told you, you wouldn't know outright it was Star Trek themed. But right. if you right, know right. that it is, yes. then you can see it. Right. It's pretty cool. Now, I I, I have to try to remember what that uh, 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 show is called, but it's something something pool. Yeah, it's about elaborate swimming pools. But yeah, I love that. I can't wait for uh, Picard. But yeah, we will talk about our most anticipated TV shows and movies in two weeks. But next week, we will be back with, with the tournament that uh, a dead guy won without even discussing it. <laughs> Epstein. <laughs> but from... Norway. I am uh, Fro, and from United States, your name is Luke. Oh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 